For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. I told my youngest daughter all of today that she looked like Sporty Spice from the Spice Girls because she had on like a, I don't know, a white tank top and like sweatpant bottoms and Adidas shoes. Or maybe not Adidas, but tennis shoes. And then she was like, I don't know who that is. And I was like, well, you know, the Spice Girls. And then I showed her a picture of Sporty Spice. She didn't really look that much like Sporty Spice. Sporty Spice wasn't blonde. But I never thought about this during Spice Girls times. But, you know, they, they were all playing these different characters. I don't even remember all of them. Ginger was one of them. But they were all like super sexy, wearing super sexy clothes, being all hot. And then one of them had to be Sporty Spice. Like, they're all getting hair and makeup backstage, putting on the sexiest outfits money can buy. And then one of them had to put on like a sports bra and some Adidas pants. I guess she was the most comfortable, but if they all walked into a bar together, it was like, you know, a girl's night out where four of them got ready and the fifth one they picked up at the gym on the way. Get in the car! You're coming with us, bitch! Driving home from Portland, where I did a show at, uh, I don't know, Neighbors Tap Room or something like that. Podcast listener Dave was there, and he was like, I thought you were supposed to be doing less shows. <laughs> so your schedule didn't get so crazy. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. fun. Very Portland, you know? Sort of like whatever your stereotype of what a comedy show in Portland would be. That was about like that, but it was fun. They didn't mind laughing at themselves. Also, I'm, I'm married. That's important to this Reno story. Uh, you guys are judging me already. I still wanted to be hit on. It's nice to feel like you could be in the game. Really, this whole town's in one relationship. You're all judging me. That, that's, that sums up Portland and Seattle to me very well, actually. Someone in a dog mask going, no, it's not appropriate. I was a little, uh, bummed because uh, they tape the show they they give you video of the show which is really what happens like you you know I show up to this 
tiny little bar that's standing room only with a suggested donation at the door where you can bring your own food because I think that's their alcohol license workaround or something. Like, if you have to have food to have the alcohol license, but they don't have a restaurant, so they just... You can bring your own? I don't know. But anyway, my point is, you show up to this little place that is basically a glorified open mic. I mean, they asked me if I'd do it, and I got a couple more bucks out of them, but... uh, and then the camera is like, holy shit, are we taping a TV show? I mean, I spent, I can't remember, six, seven hundred bucks on my camera, which seemed like an insane amount to spend on a camera. And then I show up to shows and I see the cameras other comedians have, and I'm like, my camera sucks. My camera's a piece of shit. So during the show, there were a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm getting this high-quality video because this is a pretty good moment. For example, I talked to a dude who was on mushrooms in the crowd. I took mushrooms at work today. You took mushrooms at work today? Well, that's okay. How's it going so far? It's been pretty good. It's been pretty good? The whole day's been great. That's, uh... I, have, I actually have never taken mushrooms, but it seems like going to a comedy show would be fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's all good? It's good? Okay, cool. Good. Yeah. It's weird for audience work. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I never realized it's weird to talk to someone who doesn't fucking need you. I'm pretty blissed out right now, bro. I don't know what you're... By the way, at work? Where the fuck do you work? At a place. At a place? Okay, I don't want to. You're like, there's a school bus driver shortage. Fuck off. If it wasn't me, the kids wouldn't have got there. So I don't need your shit right now. It's not my fault a dragon was actually driving the bus. Kids, the bus is breathing today. Sit down gingerly. <laughs> and uh, also, I was talking to uh, uh, someone in the crowd during my merch pitch. They asked if I brought any books. We were having a moment. And then on everyone's phone, the Amber Alert started going off. Did you bring your book? Did I, did I bring my book? Uh, no. I'm sorry. I got... It sounds like... I, I have one in the car. That sounds very creepy. <laughs> She's like, I'm not falling for this shit again. Last time there was no puppy. What, what happened? Is that an Amber Alert? Yeah, I'm looking for you. <laughs> that is a weird joke for an Amber Alert. I got I feel creepy as fuck right now. Holy shit. I'm like, I have puppies in the car. I didn't know those were so quick. They really got that shit dialed in. Another fun moment. I'm imagining the titles of the videos while I'm on stage. You know, 
audience member on mushrooms. Amber alert during comedy show. Oh, the millions of views I would have. And then at the end of the show, the guy was like, uh, I ran out of room on my drive or whatever, so I don't think I got, I didn't get like the last 15 minutes, but I'll send you what I have. And I'm pretty sure they were both in the last 15 minutes. My dreams of going viral dashed. Instead, I will play the audio for several hundred people in my podcast. But you mean the most to me. By the way, after the show, Guy on Mushrooms, very, very, uh, shrewd negotiator of buying my merchandise. It's very hard to bargain with someone on mushrooms. He was like, man, tonight was just meant to be. You're beautiful, man. You're beautiful. I'm not even exaggerating. This is what he was saying to me. You're beautiful. Your, your soul is just beautiful. Tonight was meant to be. Can I have three shirts for $48? It's just, it's all love, man. It's all, <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, that's, normally they're 25 a shirt. So that's quite a discount. Like, oh, come on, man. I don't want, all cash, one love. Anyway, you got three shirts for 48 bucks. A little more than 15 a shirt. That's terrible. But no one else was buying anything. That's not true. Some people bought lighters. But anyway. It's hard to say no to a dude who thinks you're beautiful. My old youth group pal, my church youth group buddy, Matt. Matty was at the show. And uh, that was cool. Actually, during the show, I said something about youth group and I said he knows he was there and I really don't think the crowd believed me but uh, he was actually earlier in the show someone did a joke about how you're not supposed to say uh, colored pencils anymore and uh, Matt in the crowd goes they're called rainbow sticks which is a pretty funny thing to say uh, but uh, so you know the rest of the show he was a rainbow sticks guy but I did very well in my church youth group. <laughs> Man, you were there. You weren't rainbow sticks then, but... It's actually true. We were in the same youth group, me and Matt. We both had a lot of changes since then. I feel like you guys don't believe me or him. He has pictures. I don't love that he does, but he does have pictures. It was cool to see him. He's got pictures. He showed me a picture of us. Uh, you know, I don't know, I was probably in ninth or 10th grade, I think he was about the same age, maybe a year or so, or, or older, maybe a year, I think he was two years older than me, and, uh, he showed me a picture, and I was like, good lord, I really did need braces. They had braces, but so funny. I have a, I have like one bottom tooth that's like not even with the other ones. 
I don't, I don't really think about it. I hope other people don't think about it. But I was like watching this particular video and I was like, man, is that all people notice? And then I'm like, well, I hope that's in my head. I don't know if you can relate, but do you ever like look, it's like you look at a part of your body for the first time, even though you look at it every day or you walk around with it every day. You know what I mean? You ever wake up one morning and just go like, are my nostrils always this fucking big? Are my ears normal human sized? Is that bottom tooth look insane? But it's so funny because I I asked my wife. But I asked with an intention. I didn't think of it. I wasn't consciously thinking of it. But obviously what I want her to say is like, no, you're crazy. No one would notice. When you smile, my heart melts. Your smile could launch a thousand ships. And instead her reaction was like, no, I don't. I mean, if you wanted to fix it, we have the insurance. And I'm like, wait, wait. Have you been waiting for me to bring up my crooked tooth? When I go, everyone's not looking at my tooth, right? And you're like, we have insurance coverage. I was like, are you? Wait a minute. (laughs) This is not the, I didn't know I was looking for an answer, but this ain't it. But then, you know, I, I said it was my fault because I, I had an intention. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is supportive in a weird way. Hey, if this is a thing, not a weird way, but it is supportive. If this is a thing that bothers you, I support your uh, decision to do something about it. But that's not what I wanted to hear. Am I ugly? Hey, if you want to get plastic surgery, we'll put it on the credit card. Oh. Thanks? I'm a little sensitive. The internet comments are getting to me. I try not to read them, but I don't scroll through the comments, but it's like, you know, I pull up Instagram, it'll give me the last couple. And also, when the video is first out, you're supposed to engage with the comments. That helps the video. I don't even know if that's true. That's what people say. So if people go like, you're funny, I go, thank you, you know, just to get the comments going. Thank you. Thanks for not bringing up my tooth. (laughs) I have a video about drinking alcohol that just hit a million views on uh, Instagram and I think there's a million comments of people arguing because the joke is you know some people don't drink because they used to have a problem and that is the only reason I will accept (laughs) yeah you ever talk to people that don't drink you ask them why and then they're just like I don't know I don't I don't care for the taste of alcohol 
I didn't know that mattered. You don't like the taste, you say. Do, do you smoke a lot of pot? Is that what this is about? They're like, oh no, I don't like that either. What do you do? Wait, do you just go home every night and feel your feelings? That's a nightmare. Why would you do that? Acquire the taste. Life's hard. Choke it down. It's just a joke. I know alcohol can be bad. I'm not advocating you drink all the time. I don't think you're a bad person if you don't drink alcohol. Good for you. But people are like, that's why I got a million views. People are screaming at each other in the comments. Maybe your life wouldn't be so shitty if you didn't drink. Alcohol is poison. Okay, okay. It's weird to me that you would watch that video and go like, I should tell, I should tell this comedian the reason I don't drink. They're just like, I don't drink because I got tired of waking up next to people I didn't know. And I guess my answer to that would be, I still drink because that's never happened to me. It's just a joke. I'm not a doctor. But anyway, a lot of comments about my physical appearance lately. And they're, uh... I know, it's much better than my female comedian friends, but it is kind of uh, exhausting. Like, you don't... You know, just last episode I was talking about how people are judgmental and we have these thoughts and sometimes if you uh, have a partner you can say your judgmental shitty thoughts about other people too. It's kind of fun. I don't mind if someone watches my video and thinks to themselves... This dude looks like Dave Grohl ate Dave Grohl. I don't really know why you publicly have to say it. Like last week I was saying my wife and I made some snide comments to each other because a lady had hair that looked like Bruce Valanche. I didn't take a picture of the lady, put it on social media next to a picture of Bruce Valanche. public forum part that I think is weird. And so I never really respond. But someone on a different video put uh, this dude's eye bags are, <laughs> are bigger than his childhood trauma. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Also, it was a pretty old video, so you think those eye bags were big. I've lived a lot of life since then.
But I tend to put up new videos in the morning, so that's when I see these shitty-ass comments. So, like, I just wake up, and I wake up to, like, this dude's eye bags are bigger than his childhood trauma. And all I responded, all I said was, you dumb cunt, I hope you die. I don't think that's that bad. I didn't say that. I would never say that. All I said is, you seem nice. <laughs> she said, you have your, this dude's childhood this dude's eye bags are bigger than this childhood trauma. I responded, you seem nice. I just wanted her to know I saw it. I wanted her to have that pang of like, oh shit, I said something rude to a dude and he saw it. That's all. But this is why you don't respond to comments. Because she responded back, uh, you'd think you could take a joke. You're good at dishing them out. Well, I didn't respond. Fool me once. But I, I wasn't making fun of anyone in the joke. Certainly not her. It was only a roast battle because she made it one. Yeah, I could take a joke. Hell, if I did a video making fun of someone else's appearance and you made fun of mine, I would get it. This was a joke about how hard it is to have sex when you have children in your house. Who was I making fun of? Who was I dishing it out to? Anyway. No more responding to the comments. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you the comment... Uh, this... This is what you get when you order Dave Grohl off of Wish or Wish.com or Dave Grohl Wish. I am not exaggerating when I tell you that has been posted more than 2,000 times at this point on my videos. I mean, I could look like less like Dave Grohl, you know. cut my hair, trim my beard, and then I just go back to looking like Tim Curry, so that wouldn't help, but Oh, I did respond to one other comment. I'm such an idiot. Someone put, this guy looks like Fat Dave Grohl on heroin. Sing, there goes my hero. Happy face emoji. And so I just responded with a link, a YouTube video of There Goes My Hero. But also, people who do heroin aren't fat. So, there's some logical fallacies. Can I tell you a comment I've gotten several times? This guy should get checked for Graves' eye disease. It's some disease where your eyeballs bug out of your head. I just have big eyes, okay? Did I Google symptoms of Graves' eyes disease to see if I had it? Yeah, I did. I'm fine. All you fucking WebMD commenters. This guy should get checked for Graves' disease. Leave me alone! 
Guys, all I do is bring joy to the world. I travel the world, mostly Vegas and bars in Portland, but I travel the world bringing joy. I put up videos to bring joy to the world. I get comments saying I'm attractive, but those ones don't count. You know how it is to be a person. Of course the comments are overwhelmingly positive, but those ones don't stand out. I was thinking about my old uh, youth group buddy, Matt. First of all, it's cool he's around, because when we were... Uh, when he was still in high school, he got leukemia. I think? Shit. He got something serious. Because I remember everyone was like, everyone at the church was like donating blood. I don't think it exactly went to him. It's just like a blood fundraising thing they do when you have a sick friend. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But I remember doing it. Anyway, he got better. And he's, uh, he's a little fuck. It's cool he's around, you know? But I don't think, I'm not saying his last name, but I don't, I don't think I'm uh, talking tales out of school. He's a, he's a gay gentleman. Uh, but it's so funny because it was such a different time in the late 80s, early 90s. Like now, if you're in high school, everyone wonders what they are, it seems like. There's almost, perhaps, too much pressure to be something. Gay, lesbian, non-binary, trans. Everyone's wondering what they are. Very, We just didn't think as much that way. We were aware that gay people existed. Look, the people who were those things, the people who were gay, the people who were... Well, we didn't have the term trans then, but, you know, it. I'm sure they were more aware of it. But, like, us straights, we weren't looking around going, I wonder who's gay. I mean, it's certainly a word we said to our friends when we were busting balls, but... Uh, I never thought Matt was gay. I just thought he was fun. And then it's like, you know, you get a little older later in life. And you're like, oh yeah! Of course he is! You know, you put it all together. Just never, never thought that way. Even the people I went to high school with. Very flamboyant. Boys. And be like, well, they're quirky. They're fun. They seem more fashionable than the other students. <laughs> we just didn't think about it. Girl who wore flannel every day who has a mullet? 
she grew up to have a wife? Huh. Who could have seen that coming? Not that every gay person fits a stereotype, but some of them do. Matt's hilarious, man. He's one of those guys, we go on these, like, church choir tours and, like, God, he would just have us laughing. He'd, like... <laughs> we all had, uh... He, he had us all, like, shake our flashlights at him back and forth while he danced to music, and it was, like, this strobe effect. Uh, and it was quite hilarious. And then, of course, later, you know, you're like, he's gay? The strobe light dancer? You're kidding me. <laughs> it's raining men. Oh. Weird he likes that song. Hallelujah. Anyway, 49 is not that old, but it's old enough. When you run into old people from your life, you're just happy they're fucking alive. I take some pride in the fact that I can do well in front of almost any audience. Uh, you know, some redneck bar, a comedy club, people of color, rainbow sticks, if you will. A hipstery Portland spot. I take some pride in that. I don't. I don't know if there's a lot of people that would have done well at tonight's show that I just did, and also would be opening for Jeff Foxworthy this summer, which I'm doing. Washington State Fair, formerly the Puyallup Fair. It'll be like some big outdoor show. It's very funny, though, because, like, don't get me wrong, I got the gig opening for, it's like in September, September 15th. I got the gig opening for Jeff Foxworthy. It pays well. It's cool. I thought, nice. But it's very, I mean, I'm getting messages from people I haven't talked to in, like, 10 years who are like, I hear you're opening for Jeff Foxworthy. I forgot that that's what impresses people. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's cool, but it's like, you know, I'm doing 200 shows a year. And they're like, yeah, but one of them you're opening for a really famous guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, thank you. I'll take the kudos, I just don't think of it that way. I don't think... I didn't get the gig opening for Jeff Foxworthy and then go... I made it. If you've ever opened for Jeff Foxworthy at an outdoor fair while people are eating cinnamon-flavored elephant ears, then you might be a Rednecks opener. I feel like I, I've said on this podcast, like sometimes when I go, you know, whatever, I see my name on a giant flashing billboard in Vegas or I'm at the Comedy Cellar in New York or any sort of like flashy type moment in my life, I think to myself, holy shit. I was potty trained in an outhouse, which is true because my family like lived 
in the woods during potty training times, and that that was we didn't have indoor plumbing apparently. I don't remember this, but I was potty trained in the house, and I thought about that when I got the Foxworthy gig because I'm like, that sounds like one of his jokes. If you were potty trained in an outhouse, you might be a redneck. I like Jeff Foxworthy. I'm not. I'm not saying he's like my favorite, but I get it. He's funny. I get it. And you know, some of those jokes hit for me. Some of those "you might be a redneck" jokes. We're not that rednecky, but we definitely got some poor white trash in us. I remember one of those jokes that I was like, "God damn it, he got me." Was uh. If your family had a complete set of salad bowls that said Cool Whip on them, you might be a redneck. I'm like, damn it, Jeff. We did the best we could. Anyway, I'll be clean. I'll be uh, doing my clean jokes. Opening for Mr. Foxworthy. about clean comedy. I was listening to someone else have a discussion about clean comedy. Because there's, uh, you know, there's some very, very successful clean comedians. Jeff Foxworthy's one of them. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Nate Bargatze. Hilarious. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, uh, very funny, very successful, clean comedians. And I do get... Look, I take pride in being able to... If someone says you got to do 30 minutes family-friendly in front of Jeff Foxworthy, I'm like, no problem, I got it. I take pride in being able to do that, but I also have no interest in being known as a clean comedian. I just... It's too much repressed, evangelical, Christian childhood... I just don't, I don't really want to be known as a dirty comedian, but it it doesn't interest me to be a clean comedian. I know you can work everywhere, you can get a lot of private gigs, you can maybe get more TV gigs, although that's sort of an old thing to say at this point, by being a clean comedian. I get that, but I'm going to push back a little bit on... There's some clean comedy talk that's like, it's more of a challenge to write clean jokes. I think that's kind of true. I mean, when I write a joke that's clean, I give myself a little extra kudos. Hey, you did it. There's a joke you can do everywhere, you potty mouth. But at the same time, are we acting like dirty jokes are easy? Because if I did one opening for Jeff Foxworthy, it wouldn't be. Sometimes it's way harder to do dirty jokes than clean jokes.
So I don't know. I don't know how much patting yourself on the back you get to do because you wrote a bunch of clean comedy. I mean, everyone should pat themselves on the back if you wrote comedy of any kind that people laugh at. But I don't think it's the braver choice. brave choice is to open for Jeff Foxworthy and talk about ass-eating. But, you know, I'm not saying it's the smart choice. If you've ever been fired, it's not the, if you're only doing clean jokes, you're not talking about the full human experience. If you're only writing clean jokes, then you're definitely having thoughts that are like, well, that's funny, but I can't do it. I don't want to live my life that way. If something dirty and funny occurs to me, I want to take it up on stage. I don't want to go like, no, that's not my brand. I mean, I definitely don't do like shock humor, and I definitely, for the most part, don't even, not even a big fan of shock humor, but I, you know, it's just words, right? If you would have thought the joke was funny, but the guy used the word shit, well, that's your, that's on you. I mean, I definitely tell myself, oh, you're swearing too much, or that's too many F words, gotta cut back a little bit. I get that. I don't want to just swear on stage, but it's like, Clean comedy is who we wish we were. Dirty comedy is who we are. I'm going to guess if you've ever uh, hit your thumb with a hammer, you didn't say son of a biscuit. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I judge movies on almost the opposite of clean being good. Like if I'm looking through movies and I go, well that looks interesting and then it's PG I'm like, oh maybe it's not. If I see a movie that's like, well that doesn't sound great but it is rated R and I could go for some colorful language and partial nudity. No, I don't think I'm more likely to watch a movie because it's rated R. But that PG does give me pause. I'm like, how good could it be? Even my kids don't want to watch PG movies. My sixth grader is like, PG? Ugh. What am I, 11? No, she just turned 12. Why do we put morality on language at all? I know that's a slippery slope because it's not like when I hear white dudes use the N-word, I think, hey, it's just a word. Who gives a shit? You know, we all have our line. And, like, I don't want... I think there's a time and place for things. I don't want my kids to go to a job interview and be like, hey, thanks for fucking the interview. 
Shit, I hope it really goes well. If I don't get this job, I am fucked between you and me. I want them to be able to talk and be professional and uh, know when to be appropriate or not appropriate. But what are we talking about? All those comments that are like, you know, I'm on, I have a dry bar comedy special. It's very clean. And when you look at comments on dry bar specials, uh, the ones that don't say I look like Dave Grohl, it'll be like, and not one swear word. You don't see that much anymore. Who cares? If I book a show and I have to be clean, no problem. No problem. For a corporate event, for a... I get it. There's times to be appropriate. A bar without alcohol called Dry Bar in Provo, Utah, that gives you candy instead of liquor? Yeah, that's the time to be clean. That would be appropriate for that event. But is that how you judge? I mean, is that how you judge all entertainment? Do you watch it? When people are like, I think The Godfather was maybe the greatest movie ever made. And you're like, well, I didn't care for the language. Is that really who you are? Is that how much you're limiting your enjoyment of the arts? You know who was a clean comic? Bill Cosby. The prosecution rests... No more questions. Actually, everybody rests. If you're drinking with Bill Cosby. Again, no judgment of clean comics. Good for you. But I don't think they're somehow better than the rest of us. It's a more marketable... You know, you can market yourself to more people and most of those people are so good you don't even realize they're clean you don't watch a Nate Bargatze special and go like you're not halfway through and you go like oh he and this is so appropriate but then when it's over you're like oh man he doesn't swear at all and let's say uh, you don't like swearing for religious reasons That's I was raised in a way where we were swearing was like frowned upon I don't know what that connection is to the Bible or Christianity I mean I know there's no like curse words in the Bible it's not like the Bible's like and on the third day, Jesus fucking came back. No, of course not. But I don't think there's anything in the Bible that's like... Don't curse. Don't use the Lord's name in vain is in there. But that's weird too. That's a thing that like... Same with drinking. There's talk of wine in the Bible. It was a miracle that Jesus turned water into wine. 
I turned diet ginger ale into diet ginger ale with whiskey, and I'm an asshole? But Jesus performed a miracle, huh? Okay. But yeah, the, uh, Christianity, I'm not Catholics, but the, the more evangelical Christianity is how I was raised. Like, there was, like, there was like no drinking and no swearing. And there's not really anything in the Bible about not doing either one of those. You think after Jesus turned water into wine, there wasn't one person at the party who was like, holy shit. Literally, holy shit. <sighs> what am I going to get back? I'm going to get back about midnight. Got a big field trip to go to tomorrow. At the waste treatment plant. I've been on that field trip before. It's smelly. But, you know, should be a good time. And that's my point about clean comedy. You know what they do at the waste treatment plant? They clean up waste. Your poopy water that you flush in your toilet eventually gets cleaned chemically and by man and woman to be clean enough for you to drink again. Jesus turned water into wine, but man turned shit into water. I don't know what that means either, but don't tell Jeff Foxworthy I'm such a potty mouth. I'd like to keep the gig. Alright, we're going to call that a podcast. Next time you flush, think of me. Bye!